that's a small example of my breath work. I am practicing my, st- not my steady, I was going to stay steady. My, uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm building up my breath work practice. So every day I do a couple of rounds of that breath work and uh, relax and it's making huge changes in my body. And uh, even though I may not be aware of all of them at this point, I believe that it is and I love it. This is a brand new episode of the podcast that you're about to listen to. This is also episode 150 of the podcast, which is cool. And Steph and I chat about it a little bit because uh, we've been doing the podcast for three years now. Started back in 2016 and very, very soon, I think it'll be like episode 156 or something like that. You'll have three years of podcasts to listen to. You could listen to a new episode of the Energy is Love podcast every week for three years if you are just stumbling across this. So welcome. Hopefully you'll stay tuned and listen to this full episode and then go back for the next three years and listen to all the other episodes. Whatever you're choosing to listen to us on, please subscribe because that's important, right? That does something, I think. And you get all the new episodes, notifications, all those kind of things that take place. And go to the Facebook page for the Energy is Love podcast. Go follow Steph and I on Instagram. And thank you. Thank you for listening. So today's episode is brought to you by Brave Men Dare. Finally, we get to announce the new uh, the new thing that we've created and are putting out into the world. And I'm super excited about it. It's an awesome thing. <laughs> I don't know if that quite does it justice. It's awesome. But it's very cool and I'm excited. And we spent a good chunk of the episode talking all about it and what it is. But it's a new organization I started that is designed to help people, to help men specifically. And we've got a lot of really cool things in the works and we talk about it on the episode. But uh, while you're at the Energy is Love podcast website, there is now a new tab up top titled Brave Men Dare, which you can click on and learn some more. Or you can just save yourself the hassle and go to bravemendare.com and learn all about what we're doing and what we are and what our mission is, as well as the experiences that we have created for you. The newest and greatest one is coming up this October, October 4th through the 6th. It's the fall Brave Men Dare experience where you get the opportunity to come out here to Utah and experience some of this work that I have talked about at great length on the podcast over the years. And it's going to be a wonderful time for you specifically, if you're listening, to come out and get some uh, uh, potentially life-changing experience, as well as some uh, lifelong friendships and brotherhood, perhaps, with the other men that are there. That often takes place. Um, Also, if you want to come out and meet me and Uh, Let me help you open up and slow down and tap into your emotions. Uh, I'm ready. I'm ready for that. Hopefully you're ready as well. But go to the website where you can learn more. Also, I would love it if you went to our Facebook page as well as Instagram. If you search out Brave Men Dare on either of those platforms, you can find us there. And it'd be great if you uh, liked and followed and all that jazz. Because we're going to be putting out a lot of information in the coming weeks and months because we have a lot more stuff planned. So easiest way to stay up to date is do all of those things. But that's who this episode is brought to you by, because now we have a wonderful uh, (laughs) permanent sponsor for the podcast, which is awesome. And uh, this episode's fun. Steph and I got into a lot of different things. Uh, At the end of the episode, we also kind of squirreled our way towards this big, big topic that we talk and share about that is definitely going to be an ongoing thing. 
And um, yeah, I don't know. You'll enjoy it. Stay tuned because here we go with another episode of the Energy is Love podcast with Stephen Craig. Here we go. You're listening to the Energy is Love podcast. Energy is love. The Energy is the love podcast. The Energy is Love podcast. Energy is love. The Energy is Love podcast. The podcast for the universe. The Energy is Love podcast. I was actually breathing that time, but I was trying to breathe slow because I had an idea. What's your idea? We should record our pre, like our setup and just let all that come on so you can see what a, what a, like you're two seconds and you're squared away and what a fun clusterfuck it is. And yeah, it takes me a minute. That's fine. It's no, I mean, we could record that one day and put it on the podcast. That would be fun, but it would be funny hearing all my, like, I don't know, maybe it'd be better as a video clip. Yes. Because if you just hear the audio, it's like, <laughs> nothing makes sense. But to see me like, I got this. There are so many things you do that are better in video. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure how to take that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. There are so many wonderful things that I wish we had on tape. <laughs> on. Do, do we still call it on tape? I, I haven't heard that term in a while, but I knew what you were referencing. Did to. you get that on tape? Yeah. No, I don't think so. What do we say? On your... Mobile device. No, 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 nobody says that. <laughs> I don't know. On on film? You on remember camera? that though? Did on you, video? On video? Did you get that on, on video? video? There you go. Yeah. I think people still say on tape actually on video or record. Did you record that? Were you recording? I think that's the thing. Yeah. Did you I miss the? I miss a good old VHS. Do you? Yeah. Do you? Did you have one of those separate like little rewinders? Yeah. That you didn't have to wait in the VCR. Put you it in. Start the, another movie. Yeah. Because you put it, it in the, the fast rewinder. rewinder. That's right. Mm-hmm. I remember walking into Hollywood Video and there was like four of them. Yes. Because nobody listened to the plea. What? Be kind. Please rewind. Is that no. what it was? The sticker. No. What was it? I know that was it. Oh. Yeah, but nobody listened to it. <laughs> It was funny. I miss VHS. I yes. miss uh, a good cassette tape. You know what I do too? Yeah. Because you could you could dance your butt off with a good Walkman and it wouldn't skip. Mm-hmm. But then when the Discman came out, oh my God, we're so aging ourselves. People are going to be, are gonna be like not sure what we're talking about. But yeah, you had to like, you had to like kind of glide. You couldn't really rock. Do you remember how like a, like a cassette tape you could just dig out from underneath the seat of the car mm-hmm. and like pull the french fry out of it and <laughs> shake it up and then wind it back up because yeah. half of it was unspooled yeah. and then throw that thing in the fucking cassette player and, and it, it was play. good to go like yeah. why did we go away from those those were hardy and then cds were like don't touch it be super careful with Special it Special we have to be so so careful with these cds and then i remember like oh um God. Eventually, we got to the point with CDs, too, where it was just like, whatever, it don't fucking matter. You know, pull that thing out of the glove compartment. It's got fingerprints and cracks and put that in the CD player and hopefully it works. Rub it on you. I've got a funny story about CDs. You just reminded me of what a dork I am. Did you uh, hang one from a rear view mirror? No. Oh. Did you do that? No. You did that. I didn't. You didn't do that. Um, No, but I was- too busy putting panties up there. Oh, my God. Did you ever do that? No, I didn't okay. put panties up there. You know what I did like to hang before? Well, I don't know. Go to your CDs and no, I'll tell no, you what I like to No, I hang. don't even, like, my CD story is dumb. It's over now. Mm-mm. Like, it's really dumb. It's just something that a child did. So it's it's silly, but... Was it? What did you hang? You as a child? Yes, it was me as a what child. What did you do? 
Um, so when the CDs came out and you had to be super careful with them, all of that. And I was very organized with my CDs. They were lined up. I like to, I would go between whether I had them, which my favorite in order or alphabetical in order. And then I watched a show, I believe, <laughs> I believe it was poetic justice. Do you remember that show? Janet Jackson, Tupac? Yes. yes. So yeah, some dreadlocks somewhere. Yeah. She had dreads. Um, I was a big fan of poetic justice. And just the name, just to say poetic justice, like it's, anyways, there's a scene and if it's not the movie, then this makes the story even that much better. (laughs) (laughs) There's a scene from some movie, possibly poetic justice. She was sitting on the floor in front of her radio and her CDs were kind of like out on the floor, like kind of spread in this like beautiful little display, not the cases, just the CDs themselves. And she was trying to find the music that was her heart at that moment. So she's looking through the CDs and found it and started playing it. And I think it was the theme song of the movie, which I can't remember. So whatever. It was a long time ago. I'm sure, then, sure it was a Janet Jackson song. I'm sure it was. But in my mind, I was like, oh, that's how, if you're like super cool, that's how you keep your CDs. Spread out on the floor in front in of you? In front of the radio. Because it's art. Oh. And it's like, you're like breaking the rules and you don't have to. Con- so my system went to shit. And from then on, I didn't have a CD that didn't have a scratch or would work. I just totally... Did you start just spreading them out I everywhere? I did. That's funny. I did. Yeah. Do you remember organizing things? Organizing things as a kid. I just got done with the story about that. I know, but like, was there more <laughs> stuff like that that comes to mind? Um, I don't think so. No, I think that was one of my rarities. Oh no, maybe movies and books. Sometimes I would do that. I would do that with things with words. I would do it, but other than that, it was like. No, no, it definitely wasn't organized. It was a thrown here or there or whatever. I yeah. didn't care. But it was some things. Some things were very organized. Some things had to be um, like in line and weird. Like I had weird things about uh, notebooks. Mm-hmm. Like when you pull the paper off, I would have to sit there and I could not focus to like the rest of the paper was out. Got rid like, of all the little. And yeah, pencils had to face the same way at certain things. But then at some point it didn't. And I just like. It was a sporadic thing. It was either it was perfectly organized or it was utter chaos. And most of the time I think it was utter chaos. So I think I definitely went through a phase where, <clears throat> like I remember organizing, I used to have a, the bottom drawer of my dresser was like a, uh, kind of like a toy box slash sock drawer. Um, so I had like my Hot Wheels or you know, my collections of bouncy balls or whatever it was in my bottom drawer. And I remember time, a period of time where I would organize it. So I would like line all the cars up inside the, inside the drawer Mm -hmm. and then be very like careful as I was opening and closing the drawer. Mm -hmm. So I didn't mess it up. Um, there's all sorts of stuff like that. That's coming to mind of where I was very like meticulous about how I would arrange and organize my toys or do you know what I mean? Whatever it was, or like the, the figurines that I had on my shelves or something like that, making sure that everything was in its place and all, all nice and neat and organized. I wonder what that is. I wonder if that's like, it's OCD. I've met you. (laughs) Yes. That didn't go away. His hot wheels are still organized. No, I think, uh, I think there's a part of it that is definitely OCD. Definitely a part of like, Oh, excuse me. Um, wanting to, create calm yeah yeah Mm -hmm. right wanting to control stuff and 
feel like you have some sense of control, but I think also there's a part of it that's just like childlike. Yeah. Where you're like starting to learn about uh, patterns and putting things in, you know, in a line and structure and order. And I, so I think there's a part of it that's also probably more of just like regular behavioral growth, learning patterns yeah. and things like that. Maybe. Yeah. That's, that's what I'm going to tell myself. That's what you're going to tell yourself. It's like creating, creating calm in the chaos. And then sometimes when the chaos is calm is what's demanded, that's why you create chaos. Uh, come again. <laughs> Please. Ten nine. <laughs> oh my god um we should do a whole episode no no in no, no. Code. <laughs> well i i don't that is not something that has stayed with me very well it is funny because that shit was like ingrained and it's kind of like la, 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 la. i mean i got 10 9 but there's a lot of them that i don't remember anymore it's so funny it's nice what were you and saying though i don't know you said oh we still have to go back to what you had on your rearview mirror i'm gonna tell you that but you okay. said um um, so sometimes when things chaos, are chaotic, yeah, yeah. So you create order so you can create calm. So there's little things where it's calm. So you can kind of focus on that and you check out of everything except for that. And then when things are, when like order is demanded, if somebody else is making it like, dum, 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 then to kind of, I don't know, rebel against that to create your own calm you in the chaos. order, you have to create chaos, mm. which can be like clothes everywhere. I yeah. Don't know. Makes a lot of sense. So I like to screw up your fork drawer every once in a while. Uh, don't get me started <laughs> because suddenly somebody like the tables have shifted and it's now your fork drawer and I can't do dishes right. And that's not true. Am oh. I loading the dishwasher the right way? Who put this big bull in here? Da, 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 da. Anyways. <laughs> it's funner teasing you. Than being teased. It's always <laughs> so funner teasing than being the tease, well, the teaser, well, the teasy. The teasy. Well, you know, I I just you change the rules. So I'm doing it the way you want it, but then you decided you didn't want it that way or you changed the rules, so that's your fault. <laughs> you're, you're so cute. Yeah, cute dimple. You're cute. What'd you hang from your rear mirror? Uh a little kid shoe. That's weird. <laughs> um that's not. Why did you do that? Like Mr. I, no Child? Why did, remember, did you have kids when you did that? No. Okay. No. What's happening? This was definitely teenager. That's uh, normal. I think I stole the little shoe <laughs> from like uh please say a store, not yeah, a child. No, I definitely did not take it out of a diaper bag or something. <laughs> I didn't lurk at a park and tackle a toddler. I just want your shoe. And just take one of his shoes <laughs> oh my God. and then throw wood chips in his face as I ran away. No. I definitely stole it from Mervin's or something oh, like that. Oh my God. It was like a little black Nike or something. Like okay. that was a thing. That was, was a thing it, where yeah. you'd like, you'd, you know, you'd hang a Air Jordan or something like that. I vaguely remember that. Yeah. Like something tickling. It was huge. I think I was it might have been cool. huge, huge in Grant's film. It was, I mean, I, I still, still I've got it somewhere. We need to put it in the van. Are you serious? No. <laughs> oh my God. I would die if you pulled that out. Yeah. No, I, I, I did that for a while. You know, I, I, I think I remember, but what I think I remember is like, people that had kids with like dangled their baby shoes i didn't like some random high school kid with the no. baby nike on his no it was bling it was bling i believe you i believe you i did not do that um what did i hang from my rearview mirror i had all kinds did you of do stuff. your tassel uh i think so no my mom did my mom did my tassels 
the fact that I graduated high school was not just something that they thought was going to happen. It was like, holy shit, she pulled it off after like she went crazy. So <laughs> my mom celebrated the shit out of my graduation. Just like she did it. Yeah, there was like seriously because it was also um, they did the like millennial time because it was up. So there was the tassel and then the millennial tassel. So I had like two tassels and. I don't think it was millennial. Yeah. Millennium. Millennium. We've been on a millennial kick yeah. lately. Oops. <laughs> yeah, millennials <laughs> did not get their own tassels made. <laughs> they, well, they should, right? Well, they'll, they'll make their own. I'm sure they've I'm already sure got them. I'm sure they do. And they're politically correct. Yeah. Because now it's, you know, you graduate from kindergarten, you graduate from sixth grade, you graduate from, there's all these graduations as to where it used to How be How funny just, would it be if there was tassels for all of those things? Oh, my God. You guys are missing out on a great marketing avenue. There you go. Mm-hmm. You know, parents are going to like little, little, little Mikey's going to have a tassel. You betcha. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, coffee. I was thinking what? as soon as we started how grateful I am. I was very excited for this coffee this morning. Oh, yeah? Yeah. How come? Because for whatever reason, I was just like, oh, very, very excited to drink it. Yeah? Yeah. Which Opposed I... from regular mornings? Well... Because I have been cutting back on my coffee intake. Yes, I know. I'm. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for the listeners, the listeners, the, the Barb, uh, I decided to cut back on coffee because I felt like it was <clears throat> overtaxing my kidneys. I felt like my kidneys were working nonstop to process through the caffeine and the fourteen to sixteen cups of <clears throat> coffee that I drink every single day. So. I've cut back pretty significantly. Yeah, we're doing good. My, yeah, I think I notice yeah. it in my kidneys. Do you? I think so. I'm too... No, I don't notice shit right now. Yeah. I'm like... I'm, I notice my back hurts right at the moment. But, but I, like... I would always have like some sort of nagging, lingering pain in that really? lower back area no, that I would chalk up to muscle. So I got my right side right now. Yeah. But I think that... I think that was my kidneys. Really? Just being like, hey, motherfucker, we've got too much. Wow. It's like they called in everybody to work overtime and then never stopped. Well, and it's because so, you kept pouring coffee in I, Exactly. And so the factory was like, can we get a day off? And the head guy was like, no, there's more coffee. Yeah, because otherwise the head guy hurts. And they're like, how is there more coffee? And he's like, I don't know. But don't every time know. I open up the gates, there's more coffee there. <laughs> and they're like, somebody needs to tell this guy to stop drinking coffee. And the head guy, like the foreman, is like, I've sent the message. We ran it up the chain, but it's not getting through. Well, he needs to stop drinking coffee because we need a day off. So, Are you going to give it a day off? Are you going to go a day without coffee? I've gone kind of days without coffee. <laughs> Did you have coffee that day? <laughs> yes, then but... No. <laughs> I don't think I don't think uh, I don't think like if shitty hotel coffee under, counts. It doesn't count if it's a three under three cups. It doesn't count, and it's just like there's ways that you know. Yeah, because like the the kidney factory's got you know let's say ten employees, oh, boy. and they work regular shifts, and you know everything flows just fine, and they can you know you get your couple of days off, you you know got your nine to five, and then but when normal regular Craig drinking coffee. It's everybody on deck overtime calling the guy that retired to come process some caffeine and they have to do it 24-7. So now I'm back down to like, oh, they're starting to be able to send some guys home early. Hey, Bob, 
you uh, you get to take off uh, three o'clock. Get out of here. He's like, what? Yeah, we opened up the gate and uh, just water, no coffee, just water coming through. So they're pretty excited. I'm loving this episode. <laughs> <laughs> this is awesome. So you I'm, can make a whole show about it. My kidney factories. Yeah, and like the little workers. We can see the cartoon. Huh? I can see it. Yeah, I can see it. I with their it. little hard hats. Yeah, totally had hard hats. Because they had to go into the uh, into the kidney. It's dark. It's dangerous. Their hard hats have headlamps. Yeah, like I've got to. Yeah. Got to see in there. And then like the foreman's up in his little booth, and he pushes the buttons that open the gates, and then God all the coffee there's comes a stone. in. Oh, good. There, there isn't. Oh. I don't. Listen, what? excuse me. Uh, what cursor? I know. Oh my I god, that's so not what I was doing. Kidney stones, nor will I. Ah, uh, I was like, I'm thinking about kidneys. Mm. So obviously, mine. Like, I have been victim of a kidney stone. Yeah, and that is like. So no, no, I, I was a, not cursing you. I, I wouldn't do good, that. I'd never do that. I got a good factory. You do have I a good some factory. Good workers. I love your kidneys. They're hopped up on fucking love coffee. Your kidneys, love <laughs> them. Yeah, no, I wouldn't curse you. So yes, I'm not talking. I'm now sad. Don't be sad. I'm sad. It's okay. Sad. There's another cool thing. What's that? That I want to share. Oh boy. That's very difficult. Uh, so we quit smoking mm-hmm. back in October of last year. So we're coming up on a year. September. Yeah, stuff was September. Give me credit. <laughs> You're cute. Um, but I, I, we, I, <clears throat> I'll speak for myself rather than speaking for you. I quit smoking, meaning I no longer mm-hmm. smoked, but I just switched to nicotine pouches. So they had these little glorious uh, pouches of just pure nicotine. So it was like a dip, but it wasn't a dip because it wasn't nasty tobacco or anything like that. It was just nicotine. So it's almost like putting in a breath mint of nicotine. It was minty. It was. It was a little little pillow of minty nicotine. Yes. And that's what I transitioned to. And in the beginning, it was like, oh, I'll just use these to take the edge off and to help me uh, transition away from smoking, right? And instead, I just replaced one habit with the other and was popping those in multiple times throughout the day on a very regular basis. And I found myself very quickly realizing that I was, oh, oh, fuck, this is just another little addiction. Uh, But I told myself it was okay because it wasn't smoking, right? It was a little less detrimental to my body, to my lungs. I'm sure the kidney factory noticed uh, the lack of smoke as well. Yeah, can you just picture them trying to work through smoke, processing all that caffeine? Yeah. Oh, can we get the smoke out of here? And it's like, no, he just keeps fucking smoking. Anyways. Why is there vodka? <laughs> like, seriously? <laughs> uh, anyways, I switched these nicotine pouches and have been using them consistently for several, several months since last October. And then just recently stopped those. Yeah, you did. Um, which uh, was very challenging and still is because it's only been like five days or something. Yeah, it's pretty fresh. Yeah. You're awesome. No, it's good. It's good. It feels good. I think. Yeah. I think. I think. It's I think good. It's good. good. It feels good. I think. Yeah, I, I think, think there's some sure. benefit. I don't know what it is yet. <laughs> but uh, it's yeah, good. it's good. It's good. It makes yeah. me happy. It's fine. It is. It's fine. Good job. Way to go. No nicotine. Can yeah, I get it's not on your gums. It's good. I noticed that. I noticed that it was, uh, I think it was doing something to my mouth. Yeah. You know, I don't You're, know what. Do we? Do we? Do like, we, are y'all good? I think so. Okay. Yeah. Check I'm, out. I'm, hmm? I'm rubbing. Check out. Mm-hmm. 
everything. What, what do you call that when I make those sounds? You said it's like some sensory sound. Uh, when you're like make the sounds in the mic, they're like. Uh, oh God! You called it ASMR. Something. Is that it? Is that what you're talking about? I don't know. Is that what it is? When you make the word sounds in the mic, like that whole thing where they like scratch the microphone yes, yeah. and. Yeah, that's what you just did. Yeah, that's it. I don't like it. And the thunder. I don't like it. I'm going to take the headphones off. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I do not get it. I do not understand what it is. Annoying? Uh, I mean, I get the concept of it. I just don't get it. It's an, is it, is it, do they think it's beneficial? Yeah. Brain? Oh, I thought it was just annoying because it's totally annoying. Uh, no, there's people that like find it soothing and relaxing and will you know, meditate or fall asleep or, yeah. I don't even like guided meditations. Yeah. It's like white noise. No. Wow. Okay. Well, cool. Cool for the people that work Toss me the coffee. Here you go. It's like the people that need the, Oh, I'm going to pour um, some first. Like you need the TV and pour some on your lap there. Saved you that. No, but like the people that have to sleep with the TV on in the background. So they can drown out their thoughts? Yeah. Now they can listen to uh, ASMR on YouTube. Well, that's super cool. Like, like yes, like I said, for the people that that works for, don't yeah, bring that shit near me. Own. That would drive me insane. I'm gonna Ready? record you one. I don't think three, weird. two, one, toss, oh, baby. I wasn't gonna like toss it all the way and hit you in your <laughs> junk because I would never stop laughing. You'd be on the ground. You'd probably crack your head open from the fall, and I'd be useless. I'd just be laughing with love. With love. With love. Like, I'd make sure you're okay. It would just take me a minute to get over there. Guess what? Let's try. Here, hand it to me. You want me to throw it? Dude, Let's we do are this. squirrely everywhere. I know. It's okay. Guess what? What? This is episode 150. So do we like do like a buck 50 tribute? Well, 150 100, episodes oh, of the podcast. That's awesome, baby. That is, that is nearly three years worth. You could Ooh. listen to... Uh, are you going to do the math? Yeah, 52 weeks in a year, right? That's what they say. So you could listen to one episode of the podcast for the next three years. Every day. Oh, that's cool. Every day. That's a yeah. lot. So if you're finding the podcast and this is the first episode, you're welcome because we just gave you the next well, three years of something to do every week. <laughs> By the time you get there, we'll have enough that it'll be exactly. three years. Because there's a couple short of three years. Yeah. Six, right? Is that, Two for six. Listen, I'm not a meteorologist. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if there's one thing, what's his name? Jack. Jack Burton. Burton knows. Jack Burton. It's not math. Do you think anybody's going to get that reference? I guarantee. Yeah. Somebody knows Somebody? who Jack Burton is. All right. That'd be <laughs> awesome. And we could tell them, but no, no, we'll just wait. We'll just wait and see. Well, you know what old Jack Burton does in a time like this. Okay. <clears throat> Sit and spin. That's what Jack says. Oh, <laughs> I have to adjust. I'm sorry. My back is up. No, episode 150 is pretty this. cool. That I'm excited. Cool. No. That is way cool. And we just passed, what is this, 2019? Yes, it is. We, I think we just passed the three-year mark of the podcast. I can't remember if it was. Was it Jude? Oh, I didn't mean to yawn. Yeah. Was it, it was June? like May. Yeah. May... I think technically the episodes came out in June. Yeah. Let's look real quick. Yeah. Scroll back to episode one. Scroll. May 25th, 2016. Bam. So we just passed three years of doing the podcast. We haven't talked about that at all. About what? Doing um, the podcast for three years? I haven't. This is new to me. 
No. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't talked about uh, doing the podcast for so long. Like, it's neat. Sorry. Things just got quiet. We, we haven't talked about doing the podcast? Like, um, like I used to, like after, like we celebrated the year anniversary and oh. I think maybe two years. Oh, I'm and not celebrating Like a hundred, it's not you not celebrating me, Aww. it's, it's celebrating the podcast, it's celebrating this thing that's been created. Baby, I'm sorry. No, like, baby, I'm not bringing it up for you to apologize to me. It's not something that I feel wronged by. I just think it's interesting that it's kind of like, um. Like, as you get older, your birthdays don't really mean as much, you know. When I remember that when it came to a year of podcasting, it was like, holy shit, I've been doing this for a whole year. That's so crazy. And now it's like three years later. It's like, yeah, whatever. How many episodes? 150. You don't, that sounds like you don't care. Mm. Is it because I'm doing it now? Oh my God. No. <laughs> Silly girl. Do you still care about I it? I still care immensely about it. Yeah, I'm, of course. Well... Well, maybe you can go through through my eyes and because like I've only been on it a few months. When did I start like January with you? Was it this year? Mm-hmm. Yeah, consistently. Obviously, you were on like many peri- other previous episodes. Was it wasn't many or it was just a few. It was like periodically. I remember like eighty eight was a big deal. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Well, I was going to say you could live through my eyes, but when we hit a year, I'm not going to be like, I don't know. I'm still holding my breath. So I, how can I help celebrate this more to keep the energy going? There's nothing to celebrate. I'm going to go buy you a cake right now. Are you ready? I'm going to go to Silberg's. You want to just keep talking and I'll be right back. I'm going to come back with a cake. There's nothing to celebrate, silly girl. No, seriously. I like, you have a good point. And when you stop acknowledging your accomplishments, you don't. Like they lose their value in a sense and you don't see them as accomplishments. And then you kind of get lost in the, like, this is a huge accomplishment. We'll celebrate, we'll celebrate five years, five years of the podcast. We'll celebrate. I I was totally done. So, okay. I was done talking. I was done, (laughs) like making a point. It was an epiphany. Oh, I love your epiphanies. Yeah. Well, you don't get to hear that one because you said, nope, not till five years. So now what? Now what? I'm drinking my coffee with my eyebrows raised like game on. I think the podcast is a good example of how things change and evolve and grow. And you can either choose to change and evolve and grow with them or not. I feel like I said something that made you chuckle. I'm sorry. I just like, I don't know why, but I totally heard Ferris Bueller. It's like life can move pretty fast. <laughs> Like, that's not what you said, but it triggered. <laughs> that's a good line, too. <sighs> you know what old Jack Burton says? I like Ferris Bueller better. Uh, get busy living, get busy dying. Or get busy dying. That's what Jack Burton says. Two options. <laughs> Two options. <laughs> oh, how, how, how long are we going to have this Jack Burton thing go on, you think? Um, indefinitely. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna get a snapback trucker hat thing, and then um, you don't wear hats, so I know, but I will for characters. You will for characters. <laughs> well, I think I have your uh, your your Jack hat. Do you still have your Jack hat? Jack, I can't remember his last name. Damn it, Bauer. Shit, I don't even know enough to know if Bauer's right. 
Jack Bowers from Twenty Floor. No, and not that one. He's definitely not known for hats. No, then that. Then why would you suggest that? Then <laughs> obviously it was not. Funny. Okay. Um, Jack from Romancing the Stone. Oh, Jack. It's not Reacher. It's not Jack Reacher. It's not Jack Black. It's not Jack Black. It's not, Anyways, it's not Jack and Joe. <laughs> what was the? Was it Diane? What was her name? What was the girl's name? Joan Joan Wilder. Joan Wilder. I just hear the uh, Spanish guy. <laughs> the, the Colombian? Was he Colombian? I don't know. He was Colombian. I don't know. Anyways, um, yeah, because we were those characters for Halloween one year. I was very, you got a hat, which was a commitment for you because you don't wear hats. And I went blonde for my commitment level. <laughs> like I dyed my hair at work. <laughs> I was answering the radio with Janelle and Lexi all up in my hair. <laughs> you can't get away with that shit there anymore, but I'm not there. Oh, that was a big break. That was a big yawn. We got squirreled again. I know. We're all over we? the place. Yeah. Should we tell the people why? Is it is it because we're excited about something? <laughs> uh, yes, we're definitely excited about something. Is it something. because there's some big news coming up? But, uh... Or are you going to talk about other stuff? No. Okay. No, definitely not. Uh, this podcast is work sometimes. Yeah. And it's commitment sometimes. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is a time period in our life where it is some work and some yeah. commitment. But uh, it's also wonderful. And I love this moment and these moments that you and I get to sit across from each other and uh, talk into these dildo-shaped microphones. <laughs> it totally looks like a uh, magic wand. I'm going to strap it to my head and walk around like a unicorn. <laughs> 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 I have another, like, before you go to that, just another accomplishment, because the reason, like, you, we made a commitment that it was going to be, what was it, 50 episodes? How yeah. many episodes? Like, yeah, 50 we're... episodes this year. So. Which gives us two weeks to uh, take off. I think we already took off the two weeks. I don't think I th- so. No, I think we've done that, because there was a couple of times it was. So, I think we should celebrate that instead of waiting for five years. Like, if we made a commitment at the beginning of the year, and we are sticking to it. Like, I'm not waiting for five years to yeah. celebrate it. Yeah, and it's so funny, too, because no. people... No, I think you're right. I think it's a good... Uh, once we get there, then we would definitely uh, <laughs> celebrate it and acknowledge it. But I don't think people that... I mean, I know when I... Before I did podcasting, uh, I didn't really put much thought into it other than, oh, here's a podcast. I'm going to listen to a podcast. But people don't realize... The amount of time involved in simply putting out a podcast and putting out some material and putting out some uh, some information mm-hmm. for people to listen to on their commute. Mm-hmm. And uh, they take it for granted, which is fine um, because you should take it for granted because it's just, you know. It's there for your listening exactly. pleasure. It's just there for you to enjoy if you choose. But uh, I think we all imagine and picture podcasts like uh, that have recording studios and uh, sound editing people and it's all done really easily and all of those things take place. And that definitely does happen to the vast majority of um, 
big podcasts, which mm-hmm. is such the minority in podcasting. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Such the minority. The vast majority of podcasts that you listen to, I can almost guarantee, are much more like this. Yeah. Where it's you and me, it's two people, it's a guest or something like that. And then somebody like, well, everybody has to do something to an episode, right? Everybody has to produce it and edit it and release it and everything like Sometimes that. Sometimes I wonder how much editing goes on. Anyways. Not, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Side note, keep going. It's a lot of work. Yeah. Yeah. Like you... uh <laughs> You're busy. Like, I feel bad that I can't help you with it because it takes a lot of time. Like, yeah. A so lot listen, of ungrateful time. bastards. Um, <laughs> that was coming at me for a minute. I was like, what? I would help you, but you won't let me near it. No. I'm still adjusting my mic. No, but I am proud of us because we have committed to it and we're doing a good job and and um, whatever. It's a good thing. It's a good it's stretch. A good so again, why are we excited? Um, so excited. We're excited because we have a new thing. We have a new thing that we're birthing and giving birth to and putting out into the world. No epidural required? Uh, Would have been nice. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely not necessarily the epidural, but maybe some mushrooms. Oh, yeah. Um, No, I don't know. What do you want to say about it? What what do I want to say? Yeah. Oh, okay. I I am... Sweetheart. (laughs) Sweetheart, sweetheart, sweetheart. I love you so much. And what I'm going to say is very simple, and you're probably not going to like it. It is amazing. This has been a long time coming. It is something you've felt in your bones for many years. I've heard you talk about like building something like this and going in. You are to the point where you've been doing it. You've been in the process, and now you have, you're launching it. You're launching the big picture, and I'm so proud of you. But I'm going to make you talk about it. Yeah. So the big picture um, is an organization uh, focused on helping people and helping men specifically. Helping men in uh, slowing down, in connecting, in opening up, in expanding, in um, pretty much everything that you could imagine on one side of the spectrum that affects all other spectrums. So... Uh, it's called Brave Men Dare is the name that we've decided to give it, which I absolutely love. And we had a fun time. Didn't you have fun trying to come up with yes. the name and brainstorm the name? That took us about, like, what, three weeks or something like that? It was fun. Like, writing it on paper and, like, how does this look? Yeah, because we were doing it when we were driving to Colorado. And and then when you were on a build and we were, like, doing some video chatting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, we had a couple of different ideas and a couple of different names and come up with something and sit with it for a while and then sit with it for a while. And then eventually, uh, we came up with brave men dare and then sat with that for a while. And it just got better and better the more we sat with it. So that's the name of the organization, brave men dare, um, dot com. Dot com. Go check it out. Well, the name of the organization is not <laughs> brave men dare.com, but you can definitely go to the website and check it out. Uh, but yeah, it's an organization designed around helping and supporting men uh, in connecting to their emotions at the base level of it. Men suck at it. I still suck at it. I acknowledged last night when I was at group how, um, you know, I've been sitting in group for like two years, done copious amounts of work uh, in the space of connecting with my emotions and processing and communicating and expressing and feeling and all these kind of different things. And I still suck at it. It's something that takes so much practice, so much practice. And men 
I think are behind the uh, behind the curve. Maybe not. What's a good What's a good uh, men are just behind the curve when it comes to processing and feeling and expressing their emotions. They just are. Not all men, but the vast majority of men are. And um, they need help. That's the other big thing that the more I sit with it and the more I think about it, how important it is that we all just accept the fact that we need help just across the board. We just need help. There's nothing that we do in this life that doesn't require help in some way, shape, or form. So it's silly to think that you're going to do anything without some help. So ask for it, uh, let it in and receive it and accept it when it comes and just fucking let people help you. You know, I just want to help men. That's all. And I, I want to help other people too. It's not just men. I want to help all people. I want to help all people regardless of what they identify themselves as. If you happen to be an alien, I would love to help you. Or you, I feel super fucking silly like oh, you're looking going. at me. I am looking at you. <laughs> mm. So yeah, Brave Men Dare. It's the opportunity for men to slow down and connect to themselves. And uh, reach out and get some help. Because I have a massive skill set in helping men do exactly that. Slow down and connect. Open up to themselves. Open up to their emotions. Open up to feeling them first and foremost. And then expressing them. And then feeling their way through them. And uh, all those kind of different things. So, <sighs> so you're going to hear a lot about it on the podcast moving forward. That's right. for sure. Yeah, we'll probably talk about it at great length in other episodes to come. And uh, we have our first experience. So in October of this month, just a few uh, of few this year, of this year, in October of this year, just a few months from now, we have our first Brave Men Dare experience. It's October 4th through the 6th, 6th. And um, I didn't want to call it a retreat, It's not, as... but uh, essentially it's a men's retreat. It's an experience. It is an experience. And the only reason I didn't want to call it a retreat is because of the, like the connotation behind a retreat. And, uh, I think sometimes they have a perception of being soft, even though that's not a bad thing. And, uh, being, um, like you think of a retreat, at least in my mind, oftentimes I used to think of them as like a, uh, relaxing sitting by, uh, sitting by a fountain, reading a book. Uh, getting a massage, having, you know, somebody like a pedicure or something like that, like a spa retreat. Which also sounds lovely. Yeah, definitely However. wonderful. Yeah, but this is an experience. It's a men's retreat, not really, but an experience. Yeah, there's definitely going to be no pedicures. No. I don't think there's any fountains. There's no, yeah, you're going to have to yeah, show up. You do have to show up. You have to be willing to show up. You have to be open to... Uh, open to possibilities, open to change and evolution, and open to uh, the process. And the process is really just slowing down and connecting and opening up to your emotions and letting them be felt and expressing them in a space supported by other men. So Brave Men Dare Experience, October 4th through 6th. Tickets are on sale now. You can go to the website and um, book them. Book them, Dano. <laughs> <laughs> but you can go sign up. It's a we're gonna have it here in Utah. 
we have an awesome place up in um, Eden, Utah, which is located up in Ogden Valley in the middle of the mountains. Super, super beautiful little spot up there. And uh, 12 guys coming together. Um, we've got, I feel like I'm talking at nauseam, babe. Oh, no, you are not. Keep going. I'm just like going through points that I'm like, what am I going to say if you leave them out? So you are not. Well, we don't need to, we don't need to hit every single point. No, we don't. But there's parts like... Like lodging and all meals included. It's an all inclusive. <laughs> yeah, but it's <laughs> yeah, like, a paid advertisement yeah, for the event. <laughs> It'd be great if somebody wanted to pay us to advertise for this like, event. Right? Yeah. I think, but that would be us. No, there's just so many wonderful things about it. I'm so excited. So keep going. No, it's going to be cool. So cool. It's the first one that we're going to have. We're going to be we're going to be hosting them um, several times throughout the year, and this is the first one. Yes. Uh, we'll have some in the spring next year. Uh, I don't know what my goal is. My goal right now is to uh, do the one in October. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I want to do some more next year in 2020. Yeah. And then, um, but yeah, that's the first one coming up. It's, it's going to so be uh, co-led by Stephen Roccazella, who you've heard on the podcast. And um, I'm super excited for that because Stephen and I get together and blend really well. When we start working in that space. See, that's how you toss a coffee. I caught thermos. it. You realize how dangerous that was? You did great. Like that that doesn't happen. Like if you throw things at me, I'm it's I'm not going to. I, ca- I caught it. Okay, go. Yeah. Uh, Steve and I are going to be leading it together. It's going to be super cool. Uh, I love working with him. And um, we're going to be incorporating not just the practice, the um, not just the somatic practices that we have for slowing down and connecting and uh, doing all of those kind of things from the emotional side, but to tap in and go into the physical side of our bodies and to really stretch and challenge ourselves physically, we're going to be incorporating a lot of breath work and uh, cold immersion. So we're going to be doing some ice baths and things like that to uh, challenge you and challenge your body and put you in some of those fight or flight responses that just happen naturally with an ice bath. You can't really... (laughs) do anything about it other than engage that uh, fight or flight instinct. It's beautiful. Yeah, which does do beautiful things if you work with it the right way. So you get to come work with that and experience it, do it in a safe environment. And um, yeah, that's part of the experience. And like I said, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, it's going to be super cool. We got super good food. It's a wonderful place, uh, beautiful views. So if you are interested, please come out. I would absolutely love to fucking meet you. It'd be so cool to hang out and uh, get to go through some of this work together and help you. So if you're listening, go sign up. Come come to the uh, Brave Men Dare experience this fall. What else, babe? No, I feel super silly because you're just you like dare sitting there. I'm just so happy. I'm so excited. This is so big and I'm so excited. It's an exciting thing for sure. So excited. Yeah, I'm way jazzed. I, it's going to be the type of thing that, um, like I just decided it was time, right? Yeah. And as soon as I decided that it was time to do this thing, everything just started to happen really, really good. Like everything started to click, everything started to uh, take shape and form. Um, and me personally, the way that I felt inside, everything felt very, very, um, like relaxed in doing it. Do you know what I mean? There wasn't a whole lot of anxiety or stress. There's just a calm 
assertive piece in the process of creating this thing and putting it out there. And uh, I, I know it's going to be stressful. I know there's going to be some times when I start to ramp up and get anxious and nervous and things like that. But by and large, I'm just super chill and excited and relaxed. And it feels very, very like uh, purpose-driven finally which makes me super happy. <laughs> what if there's not a time where you get nervous and anxious and all of that because everything is just flowing? Like you said, like the launch, the big, the going and talking, all these points has just been lining up. Everything's lining up. So what if you don't look for the part where you freak out because it just doesn't happen? Yeah, well, I'm not looking for it. I didn't say you were looking for it. I just said, dude, what if? you're looking for it. Knock it off. <laughs> so... <laughs> No, I'm, it's not necessarily looking for it, waiting for it, right? Waiting for the other shoe to drop to where I start to get stressed out and things start to get difficult. And What if that doesn't happen? It would be wonderful if it didn't happen. And it's definitely a, uh, an opportunity for me to, um, maybe that's my stretch for next month. Yeah, is no longer waiting for the other shoe to drop. Not yeah. just in regards to... Uh, creating this thing and putting it out there, but just life in general, right? We do that so often where we sit around and wait for all the what ifs and the other things that haven't happened yet, but we still sit in fear of them. Well, it's, it's, it's fear and it's anticipation. It's yeah. like, it's what ifs are not just negative, they're positive. It's like, oh, but what if? And then, but what if? You know, it kind of goes both ways. Yeah. I got a so. lot of big what ifs that are exciting. Yeah, see, sometimes what are, ifs are good. Yeah, big anticipations of, boy, this is something that uh, I get to create a whole bunch of stuff with. You know, I get the opportunity to create what I want to do, how I want to help people, and what it looks like, um, how I can reach people, mm-hmm. um, how you know, I just I love everything about it so far. And it feels very, very, um, like there's, when I say there's potential, it doesn't mean like, doesn't feel like there's a lot of potential. It, it feels like there's a lot of, uh, <sighs> there's a lot of meat behind it. There's a lot of stuff coming through with it. There's a lot of energy <laughs> mm-hmm. that is flowing now. Like suddenly the channel opened up Yes. and, um, there's a lot of energy that's been waiting to become to 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 come through this opening, and um, I think that this is a big opening that's going to bring forth a lot of energy that's been waiting because I've been doing a lot of fucking work to get to this point. Yes, you have. So it's exciting. I don't think the nervousness. I don't think the bad nervous. I don't think the anxiety is going to hit. I think it's only going to be excitement because of everything you just said, and because you're not doing. You're not saying that it's just you doing it all by yourself. Like you're you're building your team. You're having somebody co with it. You've got a team that's helped putting it together. You've got people that are working towards this and working for you. Not like you're the boss, but just like no, we believe in you and what you're doing. So, like the place, the food, everything is just so much. So you already have. You're saying yes to help, and it's all coming together. I think you're just going to get excited. I would bet, I would make a wager on that, that anxiety doesn't hit and it stays with excitement. Yeah. I could see that. Because of your flow. Yeah. Want to wager something? Uh, By the way, 
Butt sex. Let's you wager sh- butt sex. You should never, like, what happens when you wager against me? Just saying, like, let's look at history. When you bet against me, what happens? So that I'm means you're getting it. <laughs> no, it's interesting. I'm excited. See? Yeah, it's got some potential. We're also going to be doing, um, leading up to the event in October, if you are here local in the Utah, Salt Lake area, we're going to be doing some like introduction events kind of things where think of it as like a, uh, a two hour event type thing that you get to come to, uh, bring a friend, bring a partner or something like that and uh, sit in the space of what we can create when we slow down and open up and uh, what that looks like, what that looks like when men do it. And um, we're going to be doing some of those events locally here in the Valley and you can go to our Facebook page for Brave Men Dare and be able to follow that and then see some of those events when they pop up and come and actually check them out and get an idea of what it's all about and what it is that we do. So that's going to be cool too. I'm excited for that. Awesome. Yeah. i got a space that I think is going to work perfect for those and just got to create those too. Got a lot, got a lot of, got a lot of things to create. Oh, see, see, there's more team. Yeah. Yeah. You're a huge benefit. Well, of course. Because you're an amazing woman. Me, hello. I know. Yeah. Um, I kind of want to talk about... What? Because we talk about masculinity. We talk about men. We've talked about all of these things on the podcast. Is it going to be raining men? Uh, <laughs> Hallelujah. What are we talking about? <laughs> no, I want to talk about um, the delicate balance between... Um, I think there are some, this is maybe a good way to put it. I think in society and in the ways that things are shifting and changing in society by opening up and, oh, there goes my belly. Was it yours? I was leaning back. I wasn't sure. I was like trying to stretch out my back. So (laughs) yeah, no, this is a really difficult thing to express and articulate. And it makes me nervous because I don't want people to judge me for it. Ooh, okay. But um, when, we, when we open up and we include everybody. So right now in culture, in society, in the world, it's really trying to break down all of these barriers of not just racism and sexism and all these kind of isms that have been exclusionary over the course of history, right? So we need to include everybody. Everybody has a voice. Everybody has a... Um, the right to be seen, heard, all these kind of different things, right? Massively important. And I think it's hugely beneficial and very, very important. But there's something that happens when you do that, you exclude people. So when we open up everything and include everybody with a good heart and a good intention of doing that, there's a portion of society that feels excluded and then becomes ostracized. And I think that that's like normal in the sense of like, like the, like the dynamic of what takes place when you, you know, cause somebody was keeping that barrier there. Somebody was putting those walls up. So when we take those walls down, the people that were keeping those walls up suddenly become the minority and we've excluded them from the conversation because they no longer agree with the majority. And however, um, that concept and idea that this is the majority now and those people are the minority, I think is a misnomer. 
I don't think that the majority of people are all inclusive yet. I think we like to think they are. And I think that the tide is definitely shifting. And I think that people are definitely way more open and accepting and loving of all people, uh, depending on how they identify or their sexual preference or whatever, however we label everybody. Uh, I think that the vast majority of society is definitely getting to that place. But I don't think that balance has tipped yet to where it's the majority of people. Yeah. So I think that the the people that have been holding those walls in place and not because of vindiction or you know anger or rage or real hate really just because of growing up in that culture growing up in that society growing up with parents that raised you that way right not because they're bad people that's just the reality of it and it doesn't minimize and it doesn't make it any less shitty right but i don't want to ostracize those people uh i don't want to ostracize those men right I don't want those because there's a lot of men that aren't open right now. There's a lot of men that are not connected, but that doesn't mean that they're bad men. There's a lot of men that still want to uh, that think that there's nothing wrong with opening up a door for a woman. There's nothing wrong with paying for the date. There's nothing wrong with, um, do you know what I mean? Some of these really. I don't think there's anything wrong with that either. Well, you come from a different culture. Yeah. You come from a different time period. And um, there's a lot of people that are trying to make it seem like some of those little things are big things. And if you feel that those are big things, I respect you and you get the right and the opportunity to feel those. But what I'm saying is there's a lot of men out there that aren't open to their emotions. They aren't open to connecting to their emotions. They're not open to the process of slowing down. They're not even aware of the fact that this is something that they are missing in their life, right? You would ask them, hey, are you missing? No, like, what the fuck are you talking about? I'm not missing that. My life's fine. Uh, I don't want to ostracize those men. And I want to still include those men in the conversation as well as reach those men and help them open up, help them slow down, help them realize that this would help their life across the board. And it's not making them less man, masculine. It's not making them, you know, they don't suddenly have to take on, um, you know, all of these words and language. And, you know, if you still want to think of there's just a man and a woman and that's it. If you're still in that space, that's totally fine. You get to be in that space. You don't have to expand your awareness to include all people that identify differently than, you know, if somebody's non-binary and you don't respect that or you don't understand that, that's totally fine. You get the right to do that. I still want to help you. I still want to reach you because your emotional health, your emotional intelligence, your emotional safety and well-being inside um, needs to open up, needs to expand, needs help. And, uh, I think sometimes the conversation gets so loud surrounding masculinity and surrounding men's work and being respectful and all these type of different things in regards to women and all of those things are super important and super beneficial. But I think those men that first off, they're not listening to a podcast, so they're not hearing this, but <laughs> we all know people like this in our lives. Uh, those guys still need help, right? They're not bad people. 
and they're not lost causes and they're not, even though that they may not be aware of it, uh, there has to be some way to reach them still some little thing to trigger something inside of them. And, uh, it's not hard, especially if they're a father, <laughs> if you've given, well, not given birth, but if you've, if you've made a that child, hasn't... if you, uh, it's not hard to, uh, you don't have to make a child to be a father either. Correct. Very, very, very correct. Um, but yeah, it's really easy to reach those guys because those guys oftentimes have the biggest hearts, right? We all have big, big hearts, but sometimes those guys that have kept that big heart closed off for so long, it's like that big heart just expanded and expanded and expanded and expanded inside of them because they never let all that love out because they didn't know how. So I have the capacity to help them let that love out. We have uh, a skill set that we can impart upon them. We have techniques. We have all these different things that are super fucking easy and simple. And it's not hard. <laughs> it's really just like, slow down. That's it. Slow down. Stop. Zero to five. That's as fast as you get to go. Yeah. So I wanted to say that. Mm. I wanted to say that on our podcast, babe. I wanted to get that in there. <laughs> babe, that is awesome. But that's so good. I yeah, love it. There's more there too, but oh, yes. it's such a hard conversation. I get so nervous talking about all of that stuff. I heard somebody recently talking on some podcast and um, like I'm in the same boat where I'm technically a millennial from these stupid labels that we give generations. I got to get the hell out of here. And, uh, but I'm on the back end of it. So I'm an old man too. Like I'm an old man from the old days where you want to sit on your porch and yell at the neighbor kids for stepping on your lawn. I totally want to do that. You don't ever yell at anybody for stepping on the lawn. But I want to. You want to? I have a desire to well, sit on a porch in a rocking chair and yell at the neighbor kids when they come and step on our grass. Well, how come I've always seen you laugh when the kids run across the grass? You're like, yeah. Because it's, it's the crazy old man inside of me that oh. just has to laugh maniacally. Okay, I see it. I see it. I didn't mean to go so far back. And like uh, fingerprints what? on a car window. Mm, <laughs> shit drives me nuts. What about feet prints? Feet prints even worse. I, I, the fingerprints get me a little bit, but not so bad. But when I see the footprints mm -hmm. on the window, mm -hmm. which are super cute, like little baby feet. I love you. And they're not really babies. But I was like, get your goddamn feet off the freaking windshield. Yep. Like they don't need to go there. I'm that an old drives man. me Okay, I'm with you. I'm with you with that. I'm an old man. You're not an old man. You let that door open. You're going to let all the flies in. Leave that, leave that door open and you let all the flies in and you let all the cool you air out. You leave the door open. Not very often. <laughs> <laughs> and not when the air conditioner's on. Not when the air conditioner's on. Do you know how much that's costing us? You've never said that. Uh, in my head, I say it all the time. <laughs> I've never heard you say that. <laughs> I do hear you like, can we turn some lights off in here? Yeah, seriously. How many times do I... I came home the other day and you did it. You were here. Like It's one thing if it's the kids here by themselves, <laughs> but you were here and every single fucking light was on in the house. Excuse me, I don't like to live in a cave. I like light. Every so, light? We have to turn on I every light? Like our light. living room, we have two lights. This little light of mine. <laughs> I'm going to let it shine. You are going to let it shine. You are letting that beautiful light of yours shine. I like light. I hate walking around in the dark. I used to love it. I don't. No, but it's a struggle that balancing act between being um accepting of all of these new things that are coming into culture yeah. and all of these changes that are taking place in the world. I accept them 100%. I want them, mm -hmm. right? I'm very, very, ooh, ooh, ooh. this trigger something uh -oh. that Here we, we haven't talked about on the podcast. It's pretty fucking funny. Let's do this. Uh, 
yeah, I want all of these things. Uh-huh. So when we went to uh, Telluride and we went to the concert, right? Oh. You can go back and Are listen. we going to talk about if this? We are going to oh, talk boy, about that. Oh, boy, here we go. Beautiful, okay. Beautiful woman. Um, yeah, go back and listen to the two episodes that we did about that uh, experience. But when we were there, it was the last day right before Brandy Carlisle, and we're working our way up to the front. We already had our position at the very front, right at the fence line. We were right up front and center. And um, there was a break between the the opening act for Brandy and then before she came on stage. And during that time period, Steph and I had to each go use the bathroom, which meant, you know, you got to work your way through the crowd and run over to the porta potty and do all your stuff that you do when you go to the bathroom. Wipey's tucked in your bra because yeah. you can't touch anything. In, well, I did. you didn't I had, have a bra. But. No, I tucked them in my, uh, in my bra. <laughs> but um, then you got to come back and work your way through the through the chaos to try to get back up to the front. And it was not easy. Oh, no. And um, you went you went first? Mm, yes, I did go first. You went first. No. No. No, no, no. Wait, I went on. first. You. Anyways, it doesn't matter. Oh, it does, because it's important. Hold on. Because. You were gone. So that meant that you were at the bathroom yeah. and I'm holding our space up front. So I'm making myself nice. I and, went first, yes. I'm nice and big. So that I still have our space, basically, right? Mm-hmm. Our nice little bubble. So I can go back to... Yeah. Yeah. Which is very... It's a small bubble, but I'm holding this space. And this woman starts working her way up from behind us, right? Everybody is trying to jockey for position and get up front. And um, I'm aware of it. I know what's going on. I did the exact same thing an hour before to get us up to where we it were. It was three hours before. <laughs> so like we so, were dedicated. Yeah. Everybody was trying to last minute, get up to the front to watch Brandy because she was coming on stage soon. So I'm holding the space, waiting for my beautiful wife to come back. Mm -hmm. And while I'm standing there holding the space, I've kind of created a little bubble because I know that you're coming back, right? And Mm -hmm. I'm not moving. And uh, this woman comes up and she starts talking to me, but I'm very like, I'm very much in the space of like, I'm not like, I'm not talking to other people. Uh, It's not because I was being mean or a jerk or anything like that. I just don't care, right? I'm not in the space to like interact with other people. I'm kind of trying to maintain my own little bubble because it's also overwhelming for me to be in that many people. That was a lot of, yeah, it's, it's very difficult for me to be for a bunch of different reasons to be at the very front of a big crowd pushed up against a fence. It like immediately sparks all of my, uh, fight or flight responses. Yeah. I need my back against a wall. Um, I need to see everything and see everybody and make sure I know what's going on. So I have to turn all of that off, which is challenging for me. So I'm standing there just kind of in my own space waiting for you to come back. And she starts talking to me. And um, oh my God, I can't even remember what she said or how she started it. But uh, she she made the insinuation or she, she said something like... Uh, like there was a, like a system or there was some sort of like, uh, order, um, or a drawing or something like that. There was something, the, the insinuation from what she said, at least how I interpreted it was that there was some sort of like system involved with who got to stand at the front, who got to be right up front to watch Brandy, that there was something in place. And initially in my head, I thought, Oh fuck! Here, you know, I screwed up. I didn't know that there was some Telluride Bluegrass Festival ticketing 
system of who gets to stand up front, right? That was the first initial thought. But then as she kept talking, I'm like, oh, bitch, it's crazy. Like there ain't no system in my, you know, I misinterpreted what she said. And then she starts asking me, she asked me if I was, uh, oh, she, I think she asked me if I was queer. She did. Yeah. She asked me if I was queer and I'm like, no. And, uh, so now I'm starting to engage with her and I'm looking at her and she's talking to me and, um, and when I said no to that, then that kind of like set her off a little bit because the, the insinuation, I'm really half-assed listening to her, which makes it terrible because I wasn't really paying attention to what she was saying and I should have been. But the insinuation was because I wasn't queer, then I didn't get to stand at the very front and watch Brandy, that the queer people had the right to stand there. Uh, and I was just some cisgendered white dude who thought that he was going to take up all of this space in the front to watch Brandy. So those that don't know, Brandy Carlisle is, um, <laughs> what label are you going to choose? It's so hard if you choose the wrong one. I know, right. Uh, yeah, no, she's a lesbian, mm -hmm. right? She's got a wife, she's got kids and everything like that. Um, so that was the insinuation that this woman didn't think I had the right to stand there and that she and the other queer people had, the right to stand there because they were there supporting Brandy and Brandy has done so much for the queer community and all these kind of different things. And then she asks me if I was an ally after she asked me if I was queer. And I said, no. And then she said some more things. She's like, well, are you an ally? And I'm like, uh, I can't remember what I said. I think I said, I don't remember if I said no to that or yes to that. I think I said yes to that, but I didn't know what she meant. Maybe I said no. I, I think I. I, th it's I think all you confusing. said yes from when we talked about it before. You, yeah. yeah. But I didn't know what she meant by that. I didn't understand what she meant by that. And then she asked me, she's like, Do you even know what that is? That I did say yes. Yeah. And then she was like, Do you even know what that means? And I'm all, uh, No. Like, I didn't know what that meant. Like, I know what the word ally means, obviously. And I'm like, No. And then she's like, oh my God. And then she like was talking to her person next to her. He doesn't even know what this means. And basically she was ramping up the fact that first off, I wasn't queer. Uh, I didn't know what a, an ally meant. Um, and, you know, basically trying to build up support from the people around her. What felt like to me to get me uh, to move, to shame me in some way, shape or form so that I would free up this space so that she could come and stand where I was standing. And this was starting to build and I could feel inside of me like the, uh, not just the frustration, but the, the nerves, the tension that was building up inside of me. Cause it really felt like she was trying to engage other people around her, whether they were her friends or not to kind of build up the intensity in like shaming me because I was at this concert. First and foremost, I didn't really, you know, respect or understand the plight of gay or lesbian people. And I wasn't in support of them because I didn't even know what it meant to be an ally. And um, all of this was kind of building in intensity. And then the next thing I know, I see you working your way back through the crowd. Once I see you, I just went right back to ignoring this woman because the only reason I'm standing there is for my wife, right? Uh, I'm glad I stood there because I love Brandy now, but <laughs> once I see you, I'm just like, whatever, I'm done having this conversation with this woman. And I just ignore her at that point. She kept trying to engage with me and she started talking to you. Mm -hmm. But once you came back and I got you situated, then I left and went and ran to the bathroom and did my thing. 
And then I'm trying to hold space now. Yeah, and then you're trying to hold space. And um, uh, long story short, because it is a long story, uh, it pissed me off. It pissed me off that she, um, at least the way that she made me feel, you know, and it was very, very triggering for me. And it's funny because it's the complete opposite side, right? Like how many times have people who are um, of a different race or a different sexual preference or, you know, whether they're queer or whatever the case may be, how many times have they felt ostracized and shamed and made to feel, you know, it's the exact same thing. It's just the opposite side of the spectrum. But uh, it was funny because it made me so like frustrated and angry and the judgment that I felt from this woman because she doesn't know me, obviously. She doesn't know who I am. She has no idea why I'm standing there. I'm sorry. I don't understand what you're trying to say to me. I'm not really listening to you, you know, and if her and I really want to have a conversation, like if her and I really started to have a conversation, she would recognize and understand, hopefully relatively immediately that like I'm a hundred percent an ally and it's not just of, you know, the gay and lesbian community. It's of people. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a hundred percent like I'm going to be the person because I even said this to you. I'm like, I'm the person that would stand in front of her and get shot or killed. I would protect her from getting hurt. Right. Mm -hmm. Even at this point in my life, when I'm not a police officer, mm -hmm. like I would still do that. I would still, you know, I'm a hundred percent in support of fucking people. And not only that, like, I have just as many rights to stand here and listen to Brandy Carlisle as you do. It doesn't matter that I'm not uh, an quote unquote identify myself as an ally or a queer person. Like I'm sure Brandy wants, you know, heterosexual white men to listen to her music as well and appreciate it. And I do, but I'm not complaining. I'm not trying to, uh, I realize now as I tell the story and I speak and I say, it's like the exact same thing, just the opposite end of the spectrum. I'm not comparing that experience to any experience that people have had. Right. Yeah. I realized that it wasn't. I realized that, you know, at no point was I like threatened or, you know, my safety wasn't in question or anything like that. It's just, it was an interesting experience for me. One that I don't think I've had before. Yeah. It didn't sound like you were comparing. It sounded like you were um, acknowledging the fact that Like you're not sitting up there being like, you did not like it. It upset you, but you're not sitting up there being, how dare you? Do you even know how this made me? It was like, you you weren't comparing. You were just saying like, I understand. Like this is what you've received. So that's what you were giving. It sounded like understanding, not comparison. Yeah, but I could I see people hearing that little well, story absolutely. of mine and, and thinking that in some way, shape or form, I'm trying to uh, minimize the plight of other people and other experiences and compare it to this very minimal thing that took place. Because like I said, it wasn't that big of a deal. Mm -hmm. And the whole interaction lasted maybe like two minutes, yeah, two or three minutes. And what was funny is the rest of the time as the concert progressed... Uh, I could, because she, she stayed right behind us. Yeah. So she was standing behind me. I didn't notice after the concert started. Yeah. Brandy came out and that and, was it. Um, I didn't notice either. I never really looked back at her, but I knew she was back there. Mm -hmm. And there were times where I could feel her pushing me. Yeah. And trying to like make me shift and move so that she could get closer or whatever the case may be. And that was kind of just comical to me. Yeah. <laughs> Inside my head, I'm like... Yeah, that's not going to happen. <laughs> I don't know if we've met before, but you're not really going to make me move. <laughs> yeah. 
but it was funny. Yeah, it was, it was, it was weird because like, I guess it's funny cause you can totally look at it, but, um, like the part of it that's hard is, um, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's that pendulum swing that you talk about, right? It's got to find the middle ground as to where like immediately if you're hetero, that's how you identify or however that you're the problem. If you're male, automatically you're a problem and have the right to be attacked, which is not the case. But, um, like when she started talking, when you left the, she didn't like start with pleasant trees or anything. She was like trying to push to like take that space. And I'm trying to like hold and I got this, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and, um, I just kind of stood my ground and kind of like pushed back a little bit when she was pushing into me. I had no idea any of this took place. And she like formed her body right up on me and I just didn't move. And so she goes, are you queer? And I was like, uh, <laughs> I didn't know what to say. I was just like, um, and because I sat there dumbfounded and she was like, okay, you're not, are you an ally? And I'm just looking at her like, like what, you know, trying to, and in my mind, I've never had somebody just ask me, am I queer? Am I an ally? I've never like, and I was familiar with the term ally because I don't know. It just, sometimes you're, you're way more enlightened than that's I am. not it. I just, <laughs> um, the reason I'm familiar with the term is because <laughs> I struggle with my sexuality. I don't know exactly where I fit from day one to day two and it changes. And so I've done a lot of looking in things, trying to find something that resonates with me. So that's the only reason because I'm trying to figure parts of me out that I don't know. And so when she asked me that question, it was like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Are you an ally? ally? Of course. But like, I'm just sitting there and she starts explaining it to me. And I'm like, I know what an ally is. And then she, she goes, so you're an ally and then starts explaining it more. And then finally I say, I don't, I don't know what label I fit under. I don't know what label, like she needed a label right now. Where do you fit? If you don't have a label, get away from me. And I was like, Oh my God, it was intense but i was trying to man i was in some good mood you know i know this bitch was, was ruining so our vibe i was like trying to figure out what level i was supposed to go down to to like figure that out but i was trying to have a conversation and i thought like i'm frustrating her because i don't know what to but i'm also kind of like it kind of felt like like jabs in a sense but <clears throat> also i'm like i have an opportunity like what like let's have this conversation i don't know I don't know. Why are you like, keep asking? But it wasn't like, she didn't seem mean. It just seemed very. She um, was very assertive. Very, very assertive, but very like demanding that you are either queer or you're an ally or you're not. Mm -hmm. And then she kept explaining it, which was like confused. It was frustrating me a little bit. I was like, I know, I know what that means. And, and then that's just where I kind of got, and I, I could feel tension to a point. So when you came back, I said, she's so nice. Like trying to like, <laughs> even it out <laughs> because I was trying to keep, you know, but I didn't understand everything that was happening. And you're like, eh. and then we were focused and yeah. party party animal next to us was drunk as shit. And, yeah. and then it just kind of went from there, but that like sat with me. She was, tr she was totally trying to put us into a box 
so then she could shame us and be in the very front. That was all it was. She just wanted to be standing in the very front, and she was pissed that uh, we were blocking that. Yeah. Well, I'm. I was happy to sit back, but I was happy to be front to see Brandy, yeah. and I freaking sat there and bawled. Like the love that I have for her. We don't. I don't think it matters what label. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like you, know, you can go back and listen to me cry about Brandy. Yeah, no, <laughs> it was just really interesting to. Uh, she was literally trying to. I shouldn't say literally, but it seemed like she was trying to put us in a box and shame us if we didn't align that way. And somehow she had more of a right to see Brandy, to be there, to stand in the very front because she was queer. And do you know what's weird? Hmm. Part of me kind of... Wants to agree with her? Kind of. Oh, yeah. Like there's part of me that's like... That's that millennial part of you. Maybe, maybe. But I'm like, you have enough like knowledge in you to at least know where you identify. And I don't even know. Like, I don't even know. Yeah, but how silly is it that we have to identify those things? I do. I don't think I need... I don't like that. I think that's what hit me the most. And I don't want to label. I just want to understand me. But it did kind of feel like, oh, well... Like, that didn't make me safe to any way feel like I'm, I would never be able to, like how you talk about, you don't want to exclude people, Mm -hmm. right? Like, I'm not, and maybe I don't know where I am because I'm nowhere and everywhere. You know what I mean? Maybe there's, maybe there's just no label for me. Maybe I'm just resonate with people and it doesn't matter so i don't have to have a label it's either i resonate with you or i don't um but it doesn't feel like that would be a space that i could be me or be accepted in because it was very clear like this this no get out you do not have a membership get the fuck out yeah her assertiveness uh like there's nothing wrong with being assertive and that's an important thing right being assertive is a wonderful trade it's a good thing people should practice to be more assertive because otherwise you typically you know that yeah if you're not assertive then people are going to kind of walk all over you however there's a difference between like calm assertive right and bordering on being assertive with some aggression and some intensity built into there because if she was calm assertive then it wouldn't have triggered that thing inside of us i don't true true and the she fact was, that she was a little bit more on the aggressive side with her assertiveness, it's not like she was all out yelling at us or, you know, anything yeah. like that. But she was definitely crossed over into that area rather than staying in the calm, assertive place. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I mean, people just don't respond to that. You're going to, you're going to activate that fight or flight response inside of somebody And I think that's the other thing that a lot of people don't really take into consideration. It's wonderful if you can activate that fight or flight response in your, in, in your bubble and your, and the people that you associate with. But if you step outside of that space and activate that in somebody who don't give a fuck about what your bubble is or your right to do this or do that, people are just going to fuck you up. And people don't realize that. That is such a big thing because in their reactions look like, cause to her, it probably looked like. And maybe even hearing this to other people, claiming maybe her own space well, and maybe being assertive it, and all yeah, that stuff. And maybe it looks like we're anti or like we are the problem because that's how it triggered when, oh my God, that couldn't be farther from the truth. Yeah. Like 
Yeah. But. And, and it's not like she was going to, you know, get me so riled up that oh, I was yeah. going to. But yeah, I'm just not that person at it, all. But, but I mean, there like are those people, people out there. So it looks like. And then maybe that does help like trigger the problem of, like I just said, I, I don't feel like I would be accepted now. Yeah. So I would kind of shy away like, oh, I can't. I have to, you know, where do I fit? I don't fit there. I don't. So maybe that creates part of the. See, that is big. That is big. That's what she said. She, yeah. Well, <laughs> that's really big, babe. That goes with your. Like, I love how you talked about not wanting to exclude anybody. Yeah. Because that's the point. It's like they put the barrier so they feel excluded. But that's not true because you're saying all of this. It's okay to put your barrier down. So maybe that barrier might have been a very different conversation. I absolutely would have been a very different conversation. Yeah. I, I, I look forward to the day, hopefully I'm still alive, when we are just done with labels and words. You are who you are and that is. Yeah. And they no longer uh, affect people because they're simply like letters put together, you know, yeah. and not yeah, diminishing, just saying like everybody's accepted as they are. Yeah. And, you know, it's obviously the energy and the emotion placed behind words. It's not, we can't just minimize a word. I understand yeah. that words have weight and carry, carry things. But at the end of the day, like, it's going to be great if we can get to that point where, oh, that's just a word. That doesn't matter yeah. <laughs> because the intention behind it, right? Like gay is a, is just a word, you know? but yet it's got a lot of weight behind it for some people. Heterosexual is just a word. Yeah. Straight is just a word. Man. Woman. Men. Or well, how do you say it with the X? <laughs> I don't think that's it. I love you. I love you. Let's go to work. Let's go uh, do what we need to do today. We got lots of fun stuff to do. <laughs> the people on the podcast will never know that we don't have a lot of fun things to do we can pretend we totally have well we've got a lot to do yeah and well, i ha i have to pee me too but i, I want to talk so uh let's, let's let's wrap it up and take it with us okay i love you very much i love you uh go to bravemendare.com and check it out and go follow it on facebook and on instagram and if you're listening and you're a dude and you're wanting more from your life come to our uh, Brave Mandare experience in October and we get to hang out and experience some awesome things. So <laughs> Steph's belly. <laughs> good night. Not good night. I love you. <laughs> Podcast over. Men are just behind the curve when it comes to processing and feeling and expressing their emotions. Is Great it going to be raining men? Hallelujah. <laughs> Somebody needs to tell this guy to stop drinking coffee. There's nothing that we do in this life that doesn't require help in some way, shape, or form.